one who falls and gets up is stronger than the one who never tried. Do not fear failure, but rather fear not trying. That quote is brought to us by Paolo Coelho. Strikers, do you find yourself struggling with failure and remorse? Tune in to hear our guest's thoughts on failure and his process to correct it. This week on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw up my life to the length you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me from the blemishes of my sin. And when my life is over and the fires of my life are all quenched, grant me a home in heaven with you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey, Alan, how you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm right doing on. well. How are you? Uh, senor. Senor, uh, uh, we had a bloodletting yesterday, so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little weird, man, because I think I gave blood two weeks ago as well. I don't know. It's just weird. But we're good, uh, and I'll probably cut that out because I'm not going to complain. All right. You want to bring us in? little brushing here yep yeah so a uh, little brushing here so we, we this doesn't normally happen but we had an opportunity to come back this week and re-record a couple things in post and we want to honor our guest chris we had a conversation with him and he feels that he butchered a story which you guys will hear about later however we actually think his story still makes a lot of sense absolutely i, th- I think it's i think it's perfect the way that he told it even if he feels that he was like ah you know i I completely messed that up like no 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 i think he did i think it was a wonderful job i I love the conversation that we had this week um how yeah i'll probably uh i was thinking you and i didn't say much he had a lot to say and uh it was funny um how we got away from the book a little bit Mm -hmm. um i think that we were we wanted to mention this as well when it when it comes to what we plan for that week for the 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 podcast it's really just a guideline to kind of help us get going yeah i've had this conversation quite a bit with a couple of people um it's it really is just spirit led we we can start it off kick it off with a couple of questions but then something's going to spark and mm-hmm. we're going to be led away a certain way to where you know we need to go that direction it was it, that is for someone specific yeah and yeah. I, I feel like it's for a lot of men, but I really felt like it was for me this week, what he talked about. Uh, y'all get to hear it here in a few minutes when we get going that way. But yeah, that's my thought is it's just spirit, spirit led. Yeah. And I, I know Dan has mentioned to us like about some of the questions we ask. And he's like, Oh, why didn't you dive deeper into this? Why didn't you dive, like ask him this? And, and like, you guys, oh, you let him off the hook for this thing. And even Alonzo has been like, you guys just need, he's like, I understand it's an interview. However, we also, just let the spirit flow. Whatever happens, whatever you guys end up talking about, let it happen and not cut off. So, yeah. Uh, so on the next uh, little brushing here, uh, I am 100% funded. Woohoo! I think I might have mentioned that. Someone already congratulated me, so maybe I've said it before, but I really did want to thank everybody for uh, helping me out. Uh, yeah, as a matter now, the fact now that we're talking about it, and I was yeah. like, oh yeah, I did mention last week that there is a there is a Facebook group for everybody to that that helped me get there right on. to help kind of pray for me in that area mm-hmm. and give me some feedback and where we're going with it. And the, um, the videos, the daily updates that, that, um, we've got going on, you know, kind of for those people who helped me get there. So, um, on that note, it also reminded me, I talked to Lee this week. Oh yes. Yeah. And he said, and it makes 100%, 100% sense to me. Mm-hmm. He said, he appreciates the fact that I want to give daily updates to everybody, yeah. but don't let that take away from the experience that you get out of the the uh, serving aspect of it. No, yeah, uh, and I was like, yeah, you know, I could be thinking all day about how I'm going to 
you know, update people and, hey, give them mm-hmm. the inside of what we did. And I totally miss an opportunity of serving somebody. Yeah. So uh, I wanted good. to thank Lee for that. That was that was some really good feedback. So but we I, I still intend to take notes daily. And, sure. But that's not going to be the objective of me going out there and serving. Yeah. No, that makes that makes 100 percent sense. So uh, before we get to the show, Alan. How do we uh, how do we get people to uh, or where can we direct them? Oh yes, so if you have questions or comments or you know just a little feedback or you know hey why don't you guys cover this or I think this would be a great topic email us email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail dot com and it'll come to both Scott and I so we'll be able to look at it and hopefully schedule some somebody to come in and talk about it yeah, right on i also wanted to say hey like subscribe if you are finding value in this podcast which i hope you are uh share it with people um we want to help as many people as we can it's yes. one of the things that for me in this podcast is to uh dim- to show people that you know we all go through things yeah. and you're not alone and it's nothing new P- other mm-hmm. men have gone through this stuff before as well you know, we've got some female listeners. I don't want to leave them out, but sure. we all go through things yeah. and other people have gone through them. And we, when we've gone through them, we can actually help other people. That's our testimony, right? Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's what this podcast is all about. So yeah. the, the enemy wants us to be isolated. The enemy wants to single you out and go, you're the only one that ever has this problem. You're the only one that's ever, uh, whatever, sniffed the trash can. We'll just say it that way. You're the only one that's done this. Nobody else has done it. Everybody else is perfect. You're the wrong one. And it's like, no, 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 everybody's done it, something like that at, at some point. We all have the same struggles, you know, albeit maybe a little bit differently, but we all have the same struggles. We all have things that tick us off and push us over the edge, you know, and so, yeah, you're not alone in any of it. You'd be alone if you came over to my house and spelled a trash can, I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, anything else, Alan? Uh, no, I think all that's right. it. All right, Strikers, let's, uh, let's get to listening. We'll talk to you later. All right, so this week's guest, we have a gentleman who is married. He has a wife, a daughter, and a son that is growing taller by the day. The son is growing taller by the day, not all three. (laughs) Yeah. He's taken many important leadership roles during his work with God. He and his wife are elders at Grace Point Family Church, and he runs his own IT company. Welcome to the show, Chris Richmond. Yeah, welcome, Chris. Hey I guys. feel like we should like applause or something. Uh, I can I can add that in. <laughs> he thinks uh, I should applaud for you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking me to be on today. I'm kind of honored to do this. I know I've been following along all season. It's been so amazing to listen to all of the the different thoughts that everybody's had. And you know, even though the the topic from each week is different, it, one thing I was thinking about last week listening to Theron is it's amazing how much it all melds together, mm-hmm. right? It all kind of works together in a mesh so that no matter what anybody's talking about it, it, it there's a there's a symbiotic kind of relationship there that it, it, there's been no conflict that I've noticed to be like, oh, well, this guy's over here and this guy's over there. It's everybody's got their own little niche that they're talking about, but it all kind of works together and it just it makes us all better, right? Kind of that yeah. one plus one equals three type of deal. That's, that's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about, helping each other get through uh, things that are tough and uh, hopefully the things that we go through on the podcast and uh let the world know let the other guys you know it's we got ladies that are listening too so and they go through tough times as well so when we go through tough times it's it's a testimony to help others and kind of bring them along and say oh i'm not alone oh this is how they do it and i can get through it too giving them encouragement so that's that's what we're here to to do and and hopefully we you know help enough lives out there so it's amazing job you guys are doing so thanks for doing this i appreciate it Thank thank you it's not us it is god and uh you know like i was mentioning earlier we have questions typically uh those are just there in case things get a little dull but it's where the holy spirit takes us to be honest with you so let's see where we go today so here we are a core values based uh, or core values driven show Uh, what are your top three core values so i think really the uh the way i try to summarize this i think uh, uh especially talking at home with the family and with the kids, it's really kind of three with a three A and three B and wind up kind of phrasing it as serve generously out of love and honor. Um, and so I think it, it makes it easier for me to kind of remember it like that. And, and we always put in our family, I think we've put service first, uh, probably 
a lot because that's really what winds up being the core of the story for Alicia and I um, of, you know, how we've come out of the low and both of us being the product of grace and getting to where we are today. Um, I think that's that's also something, the service part that you can sometimes make yourself do if it's not coming naturally. I know myself sometimes, uh, you know, when you do like the the life languages and the communication Mm -hmm. styles and all, sometimes that spontaneity or just the urge to do things isn't mine and I I need to be a little scheduled. And so uh, it's easy to make myself a routine. And so it could be something as simple that I started a couple of years ago. It's like, I've got to make sure that I make the bed in the morning. Like, that's just my thing is I got to make sure I make the bed because it's like it just starts the day off right. But it's also just such a small act of service, not just for the home, but for Alicia to be able to say, hey, look, this is something that we're just starting the day off this way. We're getting it kind of set up right and we're getting off on the right foot. And it's like, okay, do this. Now you start feeling better. And then you get the side effects, too, that, okay, well, now our room's clean for the rest of the day and I'm not walking in with the bed all messed up and all. But it's such a small thing, but just making that the routine Um, and then. Doing everything out of generosity, I think we've also learned in our family that it's generosity with wherever you're at and with whatever you have. A lot of times, obviously, we think about generosity is usually a monetary thing. Uh, it could be a talent that you have. Um, I know, you know, Alan now joining on the worship team yeah, worship <laughs> at, yeah, at yeah. church, and I'm trying to get connected in there too a little bit, kind of tag along with him. I don't want him to show me up or anything. <laughs> he plays drums. He's good. Oh, He's I good. Know, I don't know about that. Um, so... But, you know, there have been times where we've been blessed to be able to uh, give generously to others and take and help some families out in their time of need. But a lot of time it's also just spending time with them or if somebody's in the hospital going to visit, um, you know, it doesn't always have to be a, a money thing. And we don't have to put ourselves in a bucket either and be like, well, this is my thing. Like, I'm a money guy or I'm a service guy. It could be a little bit of each. And then I think out of the, the love and honor part really just kind of shows where the heart is from. And I think about so many times. You know, when somebody does something for you, I know I usually feel better. It's more about where it's coming from. I think we all have a sense that we can tell that somebody does something for us or maybe they give us a compliment or they say something. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I can tell they were kind of blowing smoke on that. Right. And so it's so much more about when it comes out of love and honor. It's more about the feeling you get of they really meant it more than the act that they actually did. Hmm. Okay. You, you brought up something. You said something about making your bed. Have you read uh, Make Your Bed, that book? I have not. Man, dude. Uh, it sounds like Good. something. Yeah. sounds like yeah. I need to since it's. <laughs> yeah, it's Make Your Bed, and it's, it, tells you, it says the same thing, starting your day off, making the bed. And uh, if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. Yeah. And uh, he kind of has the same thought process of when you um, make your bed in the morning, it's done. That was the first accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're starting your foot on the right, on a, on a winning track. Right. If everything goes badly that day, at least when you come back, you've got a nice bed to, that, you know, you start, you started with uh, something that you succeeded in and then you're finishing it with it as, as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's a great story. It's really yeah. easy to read. And when I say that, that means something. It's maybe <laughs> 90 pages. It's not it's, I think, I don't, maybe 90 pages. Yeah. It's it, not big. It's, and it's a real easy read. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you've probably seen the commencement speech for uh, University of Texas. And he, uh, he he talks about that a little okay. bit. Yeah. Well, I haven't officially read it, but that may be probably seeing a video or something in the back of my mind. You know, I think, you know, we talk a lot about like music. Like, man, it sounds like another song I heard, right? He's yeah, like, yeah. no, I swear I came up with it. But it's like, <laughs> you probably heard a track somewhere in your life. And that maybe I've heard parts of it and it kind of came came that way. So it's probably not completely original. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, but it's a, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, right on. Yeah. Oh, um, Core scripture, yeah, yeah. Where we're going next, yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of going along with it, I like. I really fall back to Isaiah sixty two ten, and and I've got. I guess I pulled two different versions of it today because the the one that I normally use is from the Amplified. That's go through the gates, clear the way for the people, build up the highway, remove the stones, lift up a banner over the people. But then I was looking around a little bit, and I've really started to more memorize out of the Living Bible, just because it's more. I don't know. It's got more energy. It's more emphasis. And it's, go out, go out, prepare a roadway for my people to return, build the roads, pull out the boulders, and raise the flag of Israel. And so to me, I think that really speaks to what we're trying to achieve in our family with the heart of service, because it's all about going out. Mm. It's not about 
sitting back in our comfort zone, either in our home or in our churches or with our work friends, kind of whatever our circle is. It's about going out. And really, that's what God's called us to do anyway. And we can't we can't build the kingdom. We can't reach out to others. We can't serve others if we're sitting behind to them, if they're sitting behind the walls of the city. You have to go out and, and kind of clear that roadway, as he says, and make it so others can come along with us. And I was thinking, um, I'd heard one time an analogy, too, that kind of made sense to me. It's like, you know, if you say it's nighttime and you're leaving, uh, I know last night Alan was at karaoke, so <laughs> this yeah. may work out, right? <laughs> so if you're, if you're at somebody's house and it's late, you know, and you're about to leave, you know, you're in the entryway and maybe there's a big chandelier with, I mean, just dozens of, of the real little lights. You think about how bright that hallway is. But as soon as you walk out of that house, it's still completely dark. And so, but if you take just that one flashlight with you, right, now all of a sudden think about how, how well that flashlight works when it's dark. But it doesn't do you any good when you're in that house with the lights. Like you have to venture out with a light in order to go find others and show them the way in. Mm-hmm. We can't just stay there where the light is. We have to take the light that we have and take it out to others. And so I really, that, that's one that I think um, we had found, uh, Alicia and I had found studying some other stuff a couple years ago and just really kind of hung on to it because to me it, it really just kind of embodies that whole service attitude and we have to take it with us. We can't keep it to ourselves. I like that. I, li- I like how he's got his core values and it lines up with his core scripture. Uh-huh. I like, yeah. I really, that's, that's extremely cool, man. I, I have not thought about that before. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about your church life? Sure. So, um, church life, I guess here recently, so Alicia and I both kind of grew up in church. So we have a very, very heavy background and kind of know, but like most people, we were both kind of a, um, uh, you know, as you go into school and college, things kind of sometimes fall by the wayside as we let our priorities change on us. Uh, after we were married and moved into the Dallas area, just never really got connected. We had some family in the area, so we'd visit uh, to one of the churches with, with to their church a little bit, but never really got connected with anybody. So, you know, through that first six, seven years or whatever is really kind of what uh, wound up being the basis for our recovery story, I guess we'll call it. Um, and then because of that, one day we said, you know what? We're, what we're really missing is we know we're missing a church family and we've got to make the decision to get back in. Uh, so at the time, you know, we didn't, we didn't really have any good family friends. We didn't have any other good couples that were, that we could connect with or that were leading us. And so it really is a, we were just on Google maps and, you know, we'd go from, okay, let's get the one closest to us. And that, nah, that wasn't it. So the next week we, you know, kind of zoom out, you know, you make your circle bigger searching. So, uh, wound up finding our, our church in Frisco there, uh, back in 2011 and really got, and, and I say really got connected, but again, it was a few months there, but we didn't really get connected until somebody asked us to serve. That's really what brought us in and made it stick. You know, that was really the glue that brought it together. And so, uh, we were there. Um, gosh, just until recently, until this year, um, and now we're we're at a at another church that with a pastor friend of ours, and so we're um, it, it really is just kind of we do, we we serve wherever we can. Um, obviously, you know, like Alan mentioned, I mean, honestly, we've been honored and blessed with some various roles throughout the years and leadership positions, and now it's just it's still kind of uh, it's still just kind of overwhelming to think that uh, to to even have the the honor the name of like a leader or an elder, you know, or anything like that, that, uh, don't, I mean, am I worthy of this? Like, I don't, I don't know that I can do this. I mean, obviously, you know, our, our pastor thinks that we're there and that he's seen something in us, uh, previously that feels that we could live up to that. And so we're just so honored for that, but it's, um, I really hope that whatever we're doing, that whenever we're serving, that it really is just out of that. And it's been so many times that we're like, you know what? Just tell us. We'll be there. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be for a specific reason or a role or a title. It's really just we just love doing it. And I, and I really do think it's all because that's where we came from, and it's made such a difference to us. You know, I think that's how I know that it's, that it's truly heartfelt is because it truly does come from our own heartstrings, and it's not something that really just we're like, yeah, we're here to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just a li- so getting to, we're in the getting to know our uh, guest today. And so you play drums. Well, I'm, I'm learning. You're learning. I'm learning. How long have you been playing? About a month. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Picked it up pretty quick. Hey, hey you so. know, I, I've only played rock band, so. Right. <laughs> I'm just, uh, this, yeah. it's one instrument. Uh, yeah, I guess it is one instrument, but there's many. Anyway, right. that I've always had a fascination right. with and trying to 
uh, place. So just yeah. that was impressive. Well, and that's kind of where we came from. So so growing up, started you know piano lessons like most kids, and moved into keys in a in a small band, and then picked up guitar, and then did, went into electric and played bass a few times, and then for the last I don't know for years, Alicia and I have uh, my wife, we've talked about man, it'd be cool to have a drums at the house. Like we've got this setup upstairs with keyboards and guitars and everything else. It's like we've both always just been like it'd be cool to have some drums. So it finally just kind of came to it, and we've been talking about it, and um, it was a little bit of a, a push. Uh, at at church that we were looking to add to the worship band. I'm like, well, okay, maybe that's a little nudge. And then uh, last month, or yeah, last month now, I had to think about, we, we flipped over to May now. Um, Alicia said, you know what, let's get a drum set for your birthday. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's kind of God's nudge of, okay, maybe I do need to do this worship thing. <laughs> so uh, about, a, about a month in now, I'm figuring it out. But at least it's, you know, I guess there's a little bit of curve there because having some previous musical background, it's not completely brand new, but it's uh, it's been a fun, it's been a very fun challenge. So you play more than one instrument. I can make a joyful noise. Okay, can and I put it like that? <laughs> which one? Which one are you most proficient at? Um, if I had to pick one, I'd probably say it. I'm, I'm most comfortable still on the acoustic guitar. Okay. I'm still learning kind of the nuances of all the different crazy stuff you can do on electric. And obviously a month in on drums, I'm probably having the most fun with drums just because it's new. Um, but still most comfortable on, probably on acoustic. Uh, did, you, did you play the guitar before you met your wife? Yes. Did, did that help getting your wife? This is not this kind of show. I don't know, why, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just having fun. Let me right. sing you the song. Baby. Um, it may have. I don't, I don't know that even even when we met, I don't know that I was playing a whole lot, but I'm I'm sure it didn't hurt any. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. I was just, right? just having some fun there. Maybe is a little bit of uh, maybe she kept hoping I'd, I'd serenade her one night mm-hmm. and maybe I missed out on an opportunity. I don't hey, know. <laughs> uh, you haven't missed out yet. You're still, well, that's true. Still I can still chance. go. <laughs> maybe uh, next Saturday night. I right. think, that, I think well, hopefully she doesn't listen to this and you can still surprise her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or she listens to this and goes, hey, well, where's my serenade? Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Uh, Setting well, expectations. Mother's Day's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> right on. All right. Uh, Alan, you, you want to bring us in with the questions? Sure, sure. Uh, so in the book, Craig tells us a story of his son and the femur attacking Scooter. What's one major fear that you've had to fight against? I you know, I was thinking about this. I don't, I don't know if there's a major. I feel like my life's probably been more of a, a cluster of small stuff, right? Like none of them are major which I guess is a, a good thing, but then sometimes it feels like, oh, there's always something else, mm-hmm. and oh, there's one more, and oh, here's now, now something else. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll, you know, I've already alluded to it a little bit, and I guess I'll back up. So the kind of the main where most of um, most of the last several years and kind of where we base our life on going forward, or at least for myself, uh, so I mentioned kind of the story for Alicia and I. So we had been very... Um, I say very happy, at least outwardly. When we got married, we were we were still pretty young, just out of just out of college. And actually, it's like she graduated one Saturday, and we got married the next. So, uh-huh. so her last year was pretty hectic between the planning, the wedding, and everything else. Um, but so, so we were pretty young. But we we felt like things were perfect. We we're like, okay, well, we're going to split stuff up. Like it's not always fifty fifty, but okay, well, if you cook, then you clean, and if you do this, you do that. Like we tried to listen to right. We've read the books. We've we've listened to people and said, okay, we know how to make this work. Like we can do this because we're both very very driven. We're both very um, business oriented and very much goal of hey, look, if this is what we want to do, we're going to find a way to make it work. So we had that in place and married six seven years. And, and even would get feedback from others and be like, man, y'all are like the perfect couple and you look so great together. And it seems like you got everything going on. But, you know, like so many stories, what they don't know is what's going on on the inside. And, you know, unfortunately, the same things that sometimes made us so good, either in business or ha- hanging out with friends and other stuff, that it was driving the wedge between us that we weren't focusing just on each other and especially not the right ways. Like, you know, as mentioned, we weren't really connected into church at that time. And so our relationship wasn't necessarily founded on being closer to each other with, from the relationship perspective. Um, and so what wound up happening is in the middle of all that, while everybody looked at us and we thought things were great, it got to the point to where we we're like, you know what, this is something, something's not right. I mean, we already had, we had our son at the time. He was three, almost four, and we had had our uh, daughter in 2010. And so a year in, so only a year later, so she's one. And, and it's, it's one of those that probably a, um, 
my fear is going back to all of this is, is kind of where I'm going with all this. But, you know, so the worst part of it is I remember that our daughter's first birthday party for being one, which, you know, any parent, that's a, that's a big one. Like, it's a big memory you have of your kid turning one because it's like, look, we're past kind of past the infant stage. They're right around. If they're not, they're about to start walking. And there's so many milestones that happen right there. It's such a happy, joyous occasion. But here we are at our daughter's birthday party. And in the back of my mind, we've just been through so much stuff together recently and so many fights and things had gotten to the point where it was the whole, you don't love me anymore. I don't know that I love you anymore. And so we're at this birthday party and I'm trying to be happy, but I know that just the week before we had signed divorce papers and they're sitting on the countertop at home and we already had a court date set. Like, so this is not a, Hey, we're thinking about it. I mean, we were going down the road of like, we were just about to tear up everything that we thought we had built for the last several years. And so it kind of ruined that day from a, a first birthday joyous occasion for me. But that's probably that sinking feeling you get. And, and for anybody that's been there, I know they, I know what they know what that is, that it's the fear of going back to something that potentially, I mean, obviously everything's great now. We've been talking about, you know, our kids are growing <laughs> so married. So we know the ending of the story, right? No surprises there. But probably the biggest fear, if I had to pick any of them, is to never be back in that place where it's just that, that fear and that sinking feeling of like, we're about to just tear down everything that we have strived so hard to build and about to lose my wife. I'm going to lose the kids. You know, it's going to wind up impacting financial future. It's going to wind up probably impacting friends and job and everything else. And you got to move. And it's just like, oh my gosh. It's like, we thought we had everything so great, so planned out and everything was working wonderfully. And then in a matter of months, it just all comes crumbling down. And that I just remember those nights that we had at home when we were trying to work through before we got to the point of papers and we were trying to work stuff out. And it was really kind of the first time in years that we'd ever had really those heartfelt discussions of this isn't working. Why isn't this working? What do I need from you? What do I need from you? What can I, you know, it, and at that point it was, it was, what can you do for me? And obviously that was some, some of the bad thinking that got us in that position. It wasn't, what can I do to make this better? It was, you're not doing this for me. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick one, it would probably be, for whatever reason, ever going back to that feeling of what we thought was a perfect world and it just all come crumbling down within a matter of weeks. So what was the turning point then that turned everything around? So the turning point for that probably was, um, you know, we had been kind of going through all that mess and we had paper signed and waiting and we had the court date. And so once we had that and it finally kind of sunk in, I think, I know for me, and I think from what we've talked, I think it's pretty much the same for Alicia as well. But for me, it was the realization of a, almost had a, okay, this is where we're going. Like there's almost no sense in fighting for it anymore. Like I almost kind of gave up at that point when we finally made it with papers and court. I was like, I, I guess I can't really argue my way out of this anymore. It's like, okay time to move on so in in a way it's kind of weird because it almost gave me a little bit of a piece to stop fighting it and we weren't so combative anymore about it but at the same time i think it also allowed us to step back and be like okay well we know we can't be this mad always arguing yelling at each other anymore because we've already decided this thing going to work so we got to move on um somewhere in there uh, in the exact moment i don't know i know uh, all I know is that obviously God had to say, I'm not done with you guys yet because somewhere in there after probably, I think about a month or two months, because coming up on about two months after we had uh, paper signed, our first court date was supposed to be there. And so both of our lawyers had reached out and be like, Hey, you know, there's the court date. We need to confirm that we're going to be there and all that. And, and I have to, and at this point I have to say, thankfully it was because of the attorney that Alicia had gotten that he even said, you know, he was more, let's try to work it out if you can versus the guy I found was like, yeah, sure. Let's get this done. Right. That's, 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 that's interesting. The, uh, God loves you to put someone like that. And 
Because, I mean, right. I would want, I'm good with the money. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, right yeah, so where this goes, so, so, so her attorney was like, you know, we'll do it if you want, but, you know, really make sure that this is what you guys want. So kind of where that turned is we're getting to that first court date, and both lawyers are like, we, we need to confirm we're going to be there with the judge. And so her lawyer reaches out and was like, the little nugget that we got out of that was he said, if, you're, if there's any doubt, we can delay. We don't have to go. This isn't a, if you don't show up, you're in trouble. Hmm. Like, we can just push it out and say, can we wait a couple of months and try again? So, for whatever reason, we both said, okay, let's wait. So, we waited a few months. And, you know, we still kind of maybe started smoothing things over. And then there was another one coming, and he reached back out, and he's like, how are you doing? You want to you do this? We're like, wow, we're still not. He's like, okay, well, let's just, let's just wait a little bit. Let's just make sure. So, then kind of coming up a few months later so we finally decided this is where we had that discussion it's like you know what a huge piece of what we're missing is we're not in church and and at this time it was still her driving there it was more her i'll admit that at this time it was still more her saying we need to be back in church and i think i knew it but i didn't want to admit it and lead us there um i hadn't grown to that part yet and so we're like all right well let's just see you know it's like we know we know, we know we want to find the right place, but we don't want to be too far from home so that we can make sure that we're there on a regular basis and all that. So it really was Google Maps. You know, pull up Google Maps and start, okay, well, what's nearby? Okay, well, we'll go check that one out on Sunday. Eh, not really feeling that one. So do it. Okay, expand our circle a few weeks. And, and probably about five weeks in, um, we wound up visiting Elevate Life Church in Frisco. And we were still... It was still in the phase one building back in the old uh, building at that time. And so you walk in and he might have been there. Then you remember the big black room and all the Mm -hmm. curtains and smoke (laughs) machines or anything else. And and even for us coming in, you know, I mean, she grew up in Baptist. I grew up Presbyterian. I mean, I went to a I went to a non-denominational private school. I did and and lots of friends that were various either denominations or non-denominational. So I don't know that either one of us were necessarily tied in to our churches or that specific doctrine, but it just where we came from. Right. So, you know, and so to do that, it was something that, that we enjoyed because it was so different, but for whatever reason that summer, so this would have been summer of 2011, kind of at the end of summer. And this is when there was a, you know, yearly in the summer, there would be an, an at the movie series. And that summer it was one that they actually made their own movies. It wasn't taking clips from others. And so, um, there was one that they made that, uh, that summer. I remember it was one they did kind of, uh, out, uh, it was almost like a Laura Croft type of thing. They were outdoors and doing, you know, kind of, kind of battle scenes and whatever. But the, that first Sunday that we were there, that pastor Keith spoke on reasons and it all, it all boiled down to look, everybody has the reasons, whatever you do, you have your reasons. Some are good. Some are bad. Everybody has them. You can use it as a crutch. You can use an excuse. It could be true. It could be wrong, but everybody has them. And so it helps us to understand that we, we do have reasons why we do things, but it's really, you got to figure out what's behind those reasons. And so as that, that first Sunday, we kind of, even though we still weren't like when we got there, we didn't even want to really sit next to each other because we still weren't like, Hey, everything's copacetic now and let's move on with life. But we knew we needed it. So, but after that first Sunday, we're like, okay, I think this is it. I think this is, I think this could be church home. So came back the next week and came back the next week and we still weren't very happy. And there were a couple of Sundays where we, you know, had another argument on the car on the way over and she went that door and I went in that door. But, um, I remember that at the time it was a uh, Brack Salyer that was leading one of the usher greeter teams. And he is the guy that after probably week two, when we first met him every single week, he would come out and he would meet us. He'd know us by name and he'd welcome us back. And so it really kind of helped us stick like that one bright point like it just that and I think that's what's as guys you know going back to um talking about the generosity where you're at and in the service that just saying hi to people and knowing who they are like I don't think people understand how much of a difference that can make I mean like that right there just him knowing us and walking us back on a Sunday morning is such a huge part of keeping our entire family together and I don't think he knew that you know, I mean, he didn't realize that he didn't go into it. Oh man, those guys need saving. I got to go. Talk. No, he was just, he was being brack. Um, so we just kept coming back. And then it finally, we got probably about that fall. We wound up realizing, okay, let's, let's see if we can go one more step. So we got online and tried to find a, uh, a small group in the area and they were still doing home groups at that time. So we found one next to us. Didn't know anybody. We we're like, okay, God, 
we've already delayed our court date a few times. You know, we, we could do this for up to a year, we found out. So we were probably about nine months in. Like, we've delayed this a few times. We, we think we found a church. Let's see if there's somebody in our area, meet a few people. You know, so we're going to knock on the door and go in and listen. And so we find out later, of course, we didn't have a clue at that time, but it was the home of who is now Pastor Life and Hope Angel and both of their sets of parents and some directors of various ministries and elders that were in the church. So like we walked into this powerhouse of who was at LA Life at the time, but we didn't know it. We didn't know any of them, but it's like, again, it's one of those things that it all started with, Hey, if you're not sure we can delay your date a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that turned into, I think we have a church home and that turned into somebody who's trying to make a connection which turned into now getting connected with this other group that we didn't know, but wound up just walking them us in and being like, oh my gosh, you guys are coming along with this one way or another. We're not going to let you leave. So we don't leave their house until we're asked to serve. So now we're really connected. We're like, well, I guess we're in now. (laughs) Um, You know, and so Alicia's a nurse by an ER nurse by background. And so they asked her to be part of the the medical team that was there. And they're like, well, if she's doing that, I guess you can come along and and serve somewhere too. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tag along. Right. That's still, again, she had led us there and, um, I was still, still falling behind in my growth, but knew we needed to be there. So again, it was kind of that being sometimes kind of knowing you need something, even though you're not feeling it for the right reasons, you can kind of make yourself do it because you know, it's the right thing to do. And I really think for me and probably for a lot of guys, it's okay. Like, I don't think we want to get hung up necessarily on, well, I'm not feeling it. So I don't want to do it because I don't want to be, you know, disingenuous about it. But I think sometimes there's a place to be like, you can, you can put yourself into a feeling by doing it over and over again. Um, and so I think that was really part of it at that time for me is like, okay, well, look, we've already talked, we know this is what we need to do. So let's get into it. Like, let's make it a habit and make it a feeling and we'll start to love it. So, um, yeah, from there, things just kind of slowly by slowly, we started, we started healing our marriage. We started, uh, obviously healing our, our family with our kids at that point. So that they didn't then have to grow up with a split household. Um, and it, and it really all started with finding not just a, a connection at church, but it really took off once we found that the home group and a place to serve that because those relationships with the people is then what we got to feed off of each other and live and learn off of. It's, you can, it, it's an amazing place to have an, an awesome church to go to on a Sunday morning, but that's not enough to carry you through the week by any means. Right. Hey, we're going to be uh, taking a break real quick, but uh, you you said something I'd like to touch on when we get back, and that was uh, that the wife was leading you to church and you were not there. I want to kind of touch on that and how you can encourage guys uh, maybe to lead the family uh, when we get back. All right, welcome back. Alan, uh, yeah, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I I don't know what's going on. Guys, hopefully you all know by now we're uh, it's six thirty in the morning and we're just trying to trying to make it through another day and I'm losing my brain sometimes. So, so uh, coming back f- uh, from the question, you know, this the statistics are that women typically lead the family to church. Right. Um, how would you encourage guys to be that leader in? I'm kind of getting off the book, but I think it's important here. Yeah. How would you encourage men to to lead? their family to church and why it's important to get there. I think from, from my experience and from talking to other guys that have struggled with kind of leading that charge, I think a lot of it has to do with, for most guys, they're not, uh, whether it be, they don't want to sit and feel like they're being preached to rather than taking it in as, Hey, I'm being, I'm, I'm learning. Like most guys will tell you, I think I think, at least in my experience, I think they, they love to learn. They love to be better. They love to get better and to grow, but they don't want to admit that they need to. And so there's a little bit of that, that weirdness that happens, that I think, for a lot of guys, that when you feel like you're being preached to or being preached at rather than, hey, this is my opportunity to learn and, and get better. Um, so I think there's a little bit of just a mental switch that has to happen that you have to go in with that of this is – to better myself and to better my family. And then I think there's other guys that don't necessarily, and it, and it probably depends on the church, um, that don't necessarily, a lot of guys don't get into the, the worship time as much as we can or should. I mean, some of that may have to do with whatever, you know, music styles at the church you're going to or stuff. But 
I think regardless of all of that, to me, the important thing is, and like I said, it, it played such a big part on us that it wasn't the Sundays that made the difference. I mean, that was the conduit that got us connected, but it's getting connected with others that really is what what changed us. And so I think that's, to me, a big thing is to anybody I've told, I was like, you know what, you know, this may be go whatever church home you have, just get in and go find somebody else because it's not about the Sunday morning. It's about finding other family. And that, and that really is, I think I mentioned, that's such a piece that we were missing our first six or seven years. We had a few friends that we'd hang out with and go out with on weekends and whatnot, but we didn't have any true close family friends here in Dallas. Um, our closest family was five or six hours away. I mean, we were pretty much here by ourselves. We didn't have true family family to lean on. And so it was us and whatever friends, but there weren't very many and they weren't the right ones to help us be in the right place. Hmm. And so it was, they were great friends to go out to the lake and go hang out on weekends. And, you know, we'd go play soccer and softball and whatever else with, but it wasn't anybody that we would consider that we can truly do life with, or we could just say, Hey, you know what? We're struggling. Let's go have dinner and catch up and be like, Hey, what's going on? How are y'all doing? Like there was, there was no relationship to those quote relationships. Hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, for most guys, you have to get past the, it's not about the Sunday. So even if, to me, even if you're not fully 100% engaged on a Sunday morning, it's not really about that. It's go find, you know, like this, find, find a podcast to listen to or some YouTube channels or whatever it needs to be, but find a group, find others like you, because I guarantee you, no matter what church you go in, there's going to be other guys like you. Amen it's it's just a yes, matter, it's a matter of finding them right it's because we all have that veil that we want to hide behind of hey i'm a guy and i've got my business and i've got my kids and my sports and whatever else it is and so we've got to be able to just peel that back and find the other guys and where there's those similarities and then we can we can start to connect from there and then that's going to be the life changer i can't agree with you more man yeah thanks for that i think that needs to be heard more uh you know there are times um that we make mistakes has there been a time in the past where a mistake has gotten or kept you from what god has in store for you i guess uh, probably my biggest one is complacency um <laughs> i think that can be very dangerous i guess you know we talk about kind of the uh i guess complacency is maybe a nice way to say one of the one of the seven deadly sins of laziness i guess yeah. <laughs> makes it sound a little better um and i think again because for me I think that played into what I contributed to the mess that we wound up with as a marriage is that I became complacent in, in that family life. I became complacent. It wasn't that um, I was necessarily out with other people and leaving them at home or traveling or anything, but I wasn't focusing on Alicia. I wasn't focusing on our relationship, and it was very much just took it for granted and felt like, everything's great. Everybody says we're great. It looks great. We're not having any issues. We don't really argue, which side note, if you don't argue at all, that's probably an issue too. <laughs> we found out like there's a healthy way to, to yeah. argue or have discussion, but we were just, both of us, we would just not even discuss it. Like it was just, we'd bottle it up and move on and be like, eh, we'll figure it out later. And I think that led to a whole lot of headbutting eventually because there was, we found out there's a whole lot of stuff that we needed to talk out that we hadn't been. And so it had all been bubbling up inside for a while, but on another side note. Um, so I think that complacency for me, because it led to that whole mess and the few times that I've seen um, some other major challenges in our life, like I guess one thing you're talking about, probably so many people struggle with at one time or another, us like others, there was a point in our life, usually they're all connected. So it was about the same time we were struggling with, with the marriage too. We had not probably one, two, three, I don't know, multiple credit cards that were, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And, and I, you know, I look back to what led to that. And again, you know, we're both very smart, business driven, very successful. And it's not like we didn't know how to do money. It just got to where it's like, okay, well, we need to get out of this mess, right? So you read the books, you watch the videos, you know how to do it. You study, you're like, okay, well, here's this plan and there's this method and there's this method. And then I'd get ready to say, okay, let's get down and we got to clear this out. And then all of a sudden I'd either read something, hear something, or I'd think about it like, oh, but like way down the road, there's this one little flaw in that one plan I don't like. So we don't, we don't even start. So then another year goes by, haven't made any progress. Right. And it's like, okay, well, we need to, we need to work on this again. And so I start thinking it out and plan it out. We do the budget. And then you're like, okay, well, but like in two years, then we'll be right here. And I don't like that. So we won't do this plan. 
another year goes by, right? So rinse, repeat. And so here you are three, four years down the road, and there's been no progress on clearing this junk out, all because of really just kind of that little bit of laziness in there to be like, okay, well, I found one little roadblock, so I'm not going to push through. It's like that one little thing got in my way, and well, I guess this isn't for me, so let me just sit back and let it keep happening. So, um, you know, again, happy ending. Uh, everything's fine now and great, and we finally got our act together and cleared it out, and oh my gosh, that's such a relief. <laughs> I mean, that, that's almost as much of a relief as saving the marriage, right? For anybody that's been in that spot, I think they know that. Um, but I, I think anything like that, I can usually tie it back to there's just a little bit, sometimes I just need that kick in the pants to be like, okay, just get moving. Like, I know what to do. It's just got to get moving. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. How, how do you pay attention to your wife? I guess it, it changes a little bit, you know, from week to week or day to day. Um, it has changed. It has changed some, I say, from as we've tried to work on that relationship, we've really focused on and doing some of the stuff like the uh, like the life languages and things like that to really better understand each other and know what we each are looking for out of a relationship. And it's not for a what am I looking for you to do to me, but it's to give me something to do for her and the the challenge is for us and i think like most couples is it's still a little bit of that opposite to track thing which is good in a way that we can balance each other out when we find ways to harness kind of that power of each other and and help each other and not do it as a um, as a like two magnets that repel we want to be the magnets that come together so the challenge with that is she is very much a words of affirmation person I am not very much a responder attitude at all. I have no emotion. <laughs> so for me to give her words of affirmation is really hard when my emotional is like way down low. It's just not something that I naturally have. But that said, I know that. And so I have to find ways to sometimes almost plan myself and be like, okay, I know I need to do this. So let me, like, I have to sit down and, and truly be, okay, what, what can I do? What can I do? Because it's not going to come naturally and just spontaneous. I know that. But for me, to, and I think, and at first, it, right, even right after, you know, kind of this growing process, we talked about we had to start growing together. And even doing like the life languages and learning how to talk to each other, there was still the, okay, well, what's in it for me mentality, I think, for both of us. And mm -hmm. so... And I know she, she said this and admitted it, and I've looked at it the same way that, you know, if I were to do something like that, um, say, find a way to give some words of affirmation. At first, it was a, if it, because it was somewhat forced for me, they're coming up front, learning how to do that, it came across as forced. And I know the first few times that for a while there, she was like, oh, well, you're just saying that because I told you I'm a words of affirmation. You don't really mean it. Right. And so, I mean, there's a little bit on my part. I had to learn how to change my, my presentation <laughs> a little bit as well. But there's also been the receiving end. And and this applies for, for us as well. But, you know, she also kind of and she'll say that she's learned how to know how much of a step out that is for me to do it. And so it's not that it's forced because I don't mean it. It's just I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone. Um, and so that makes a, it does make a huge difference. And I don't want that to go, um, you know, unnoticed either that even when it does take both of us mm -hmm. to make it really work, um, but it can't happen if I'm not going to initiate it. And so there, there have been times where I've let it go too long and not do a words of affirmation or an act of something for her that I know that she really needs to refill her love tank. Um, and we've gotten to the point now where, I, you know, I'd say we used to just bottle stuff up and we're to the point now that we can kind of give each other a friendly nudge of, Hey, I'm feeling really down or, Hey, I feel like we haven't had a date night recently or things like that. And, and we're able to kind of help each other out a little bit with what we're feeling. Um, and we've had to grow into that because that didn't come naturally for us either because we both are just very much, okay, it, it's cool. I'll figure it out. I'll take care of it one way or another. If you're not going to do it for me, I'll find a way to make it happen, right? Like, let's not the other person bring us down. I'll do it. But then we wind up taking that load on ourselves. And when we're looking for that emotional relationship, you can't give that to yourself. That's only going to come from your partner. Yeah. And so we've had to learn how to kind of help each other out in that way. But yeah, for me, I've, I've got to kind of intentionally some of that stuff. I've got to make sure I'm like, man, okay, I haven't done something in a while. Or I, I really got to find something that, okay, I was listening to her. She was talking on the phone and she mentioned this. So I need to go say something, right? Like finding those ways to, 
to pay more attention and kind of make my n- mental note of I got to go do something. Okay, so um, no, no, Alan, go ahead. I'm going to tell ahead. you right now that that was for me. <laughs> okay, that was uh, so. No, 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 I need that's to. Fine. I need I need just a, one more question. I think you were kind of leading to it, but I wanted to kind of nail it, nail the the nail and with the hammer. I'm six thirty guys. <laughs> what are some tools that you use? to keep you mindful of those moments that you need to give her those words of affirmation. Is that, is that even a thing right now or you just know that you have to be mindful and you know, like there's, I have 12, 15 every day. I have an alarm that goes off and says prayer time. Right. Um, and I have a couple of other alarms, but I don't do anything for that when it comes to my wife because hers is acts of service. Right. So trying to plan an act of service through an alarm (laughs) Like, okay, it's 1215, uh, I need to go do an act of service. Right. Well, that, that, that didn't kind of work out like an alarm, but I'm looking for other tools that might help me be mindful of, of doing those things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I would, I, and to your point, yeah, I mean, now I, I hope I'm good at it, right? Just kind of picking up on those cues. Um, there, there are still times that kind of mentally I know, because her second one is acts of service, so it's right there with it. So, um, you know, I'll know if we've gone a month or two or whatever it may be. And we either like, I, I still love even being at home. It's kind of weird now. It's almost like I'm delivering to myself, but to send, you know, tips, treats or cook yeah. flowers or something, just something, especially to the office. When, when we were in the office, just every now and then be like, I haven't sent anything in a while. Right. Just kind of a, Hey, thinking about you. Um, I'll tell you one thing that when we were coming out of our mess, uh, there was, I think it actually started with, I, I, I get it confused if it's a book and then a movie or the movie then the book, but um, there's there's a movie book called The Love Dare, and it's all based, there's a little, it's based on a story of a guy that went through very similar, that a fireman and he and his wife uh, were, were starting to split, and he found this book, I think it's either from his dad or his granddad, and he had basically written down almost like a 30-day devotional, but it was a 30-day guide of do something for your wife every day. And so now they have the actual book part of it that you can pick up. And so it gives you 30 days of something to do. And some of them are very simple of when you get up in the morning, say a prayer over your wife, or it may be just make breakfast or make, and it starts, it starts really small because the whole intent is it probably is for the guys that are in that junk and need to come out of it. And you know, your, your wife or your other, they're not going to be receptive to some big, grand service anyway right up front if you're butting heads it might right? seem a little bit oh, a little suspicious <laughs> a little somewhat. suspicious right i think one of, one of the things suspect. was was uh, just a call and say hey can yeah. i can i pick up anything for you on the right. way home i think yeah, yeah. small and things. so i think you know to that i think there are there probably are some some other more than that one i'm sure there's some other resources out there too but i know that's one that i had gotten at the time and kind of worked through and it and it kind of started small and worked your way up and eventually you'd get to where hey maybe send some flowers but it was leave a note or make some coffee and things like that and so um i I don't know more than that one that i have any specific examples but i'm sure there's more that you know like like i said for myself i'm very because i wasn't going to come up with those ideas by myself right i knew i needed to do something Mm -hmm. but i just needed the plan it's like i can carry out a plan if you give me a plan i can i can execute it i can make it happen i just need somebody to tell me what to do and so that's where i was and so that that really helped me kind of start that process and and also the part of it can be small that it doesn't have to be a big thing right we talk about you know the actors are wanting to go do stuff and everybody's talking about oh i want to go to the beach and go to the caribbean and i'm like how about a cup of coffee? <laughs> you know, let's, let's get the morning started off. Right. Like so, what, what can I do for you today? Like, Hey, what's your schedule? And, you know, and maybe exactly asking like what say. your schedule is too. That's, that's a big one for us right now with the kids I like it. is, you know, a little bit of it is making sure that it's really making sure we're on the same page and just from getting everybody where they need to go, the logistics of having the family. But the other part I love about that is because there are days now being at home that I, I want to try to take a little bit more of the load of making sure that maybe laundry's done or that dinner's ready. And that I know if, cause, and I'll admit that right now she is very much more involved, like seven. I mean, even her, a lot of her um, clients are East coast. And so she's on the phone at seven o'clock in the morning until five or six at night. And I'm not, as structured with my day and so trying to keep a little bit of tabs on her and the family schedule so that it could be hey don't worry you know i'll get the kids and we'll do dinner or what do you want let me take care of it and so just kind of 
figuring out how can we help some of what those things I know that can be stressors in her life, trying to feel like it all has to be done and try to just find those just a little bit of something every day to be able to, to help out. And so we don't get back to the whole, you never do anything. It's all on me. Right. And that's just, you know, back to the fear. We don't want to go back to that. And so it's just find those little pieces here and there that let's make life a little bit easier for each other. So I was going to say for me, what I've done with, with my wife is, Every now and then I'll, I'll ask her, like, on the Sunday, like, hey, what is something you need me to do this week? And same thing, like, Chris, exactly what you said. Sometimes it's, you know, well, hey, let's, I'll make dinner. But I work from home now until, like, September. But I'll make dinner before she gets home. And then that way it's one less thing she has to work on. Um, sometimes it's just occupying Isaiah mm-hmm. so that she has time to, you know. Decompress a, from the decompress, day. Decompress, yeah. take a bath sit and relax for a little bit um other times it's listening to her on the phone and hearing well, it sounds like she had a rough day let me run out and go grab a snickers bar before she gets home <laughs> no seriously right. let me run out and go grab a snickers bar before right. she comes home then that way she's home and there's a little prize for her you know um so yeah i mean some and sometimes yeah. it, it does not i don't want to say it has to be scheduled but sometimes it is that you know hey tell me one thing you need me to do this week since mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at home all week. What do you want me to do today? What do you, and then that way it's like, yeah, sometimes it's take the laundry out or, you know, hey, can you put this in the dryer? I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's just one less thing she has to worry about when she comes home. And it really is a simple, like a big one for us now because we're both at home is we're on slightly different schedules. She's up earlier and at the gym and I'm more of I'll get up and do some work and then my workout's usually closer to lunch. Like that's my lunch break for the day is like kind of re-energize from the day, get up from the desk, all that. And so mm-hmm. our eating schedule's off a little bit too, but you know, back to the small stuff, it's like, hey, if I'm going to go to the kitchen and make lunch, because I know she's upstairs in the office on the phone all day, it's like, I'll text her and be like, hey, you want something? Can I bring you something? Or if I need to go out and run to the UPS store or whatever, it's like, hey, I'm running out. Can I, is there anything you need? Right? It doesn't have to be anything big. And I think that's such a key yeah. for so many guys that we feel, sometimes we feel trapped and we feel like, especially if we've gotten in what we consider a big issue or a big mess and feel like things are really broken, then we feel like, unfortunately, sometimes we feel like it takes really big acts and it's going to be such an uphill climb to get out of it. And it really is just those one small step at a time. It doesn't have to be, Hey, let me go cliffhanger and, (laughs) you know, scale, scale the rocks. It's man, just kind of chip away one step at a time. It is uh, an hour and four minutes oh, into this. Man. <laughs> Maybe we can have Chris come back uh, yeah. next week and we can actually talk about the book. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that last thing that you said, I kind of wanted to kind of wrap that up. Man, that, that, I think that it's, it's more important to do the little things consistently yeah. than one steps. big thing Absolutely. once every quarter. <laughs> I'm just right. talking, I don't know. But yeah. I, I, well, and, and you're talking about books. So there is one, um, Chop Wood, Carry Water. Oh, love if, that book. Right, you love that book. And, it, and that's the whole concept is, you know, the guy goes in for samurai training. He's like, you know, he's asking his, his master. He's like, dude, when do I get the sword and the bow and arrow and all that? And they're like, if you can't build a fire and, and get water for yourself in the tribe every day, you, you're never going to be a samurai. You've got to chop the wood and you've got to carry the water every day until you do it perfectly. Man, there's so much in that right there. Yeah. Yeah. Service, it it's awesome. uh, just a re- repetition of being better. Yeah. Uh, so next week, Strikers, we'll be covering something a little new. Uh, we're going to call it the 3 a.m. phone call. Yep. And our first two guests will be Pastor Steve Miner and Kenny Gammons. So again, if you have questions and comments, feel free to email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And as a custom, tradition? Tradition. As a tradition, we'd like to have our guests pray us out. Chris, would you do the honors? I'd be happy to, absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming before you this morning. We're just, uh, we're so honored, we're blessed, we're thankful um, that that you've put us here on this earth, that you've given us the breath of life, that you've given us the opportunity to to get to know each other as guys, to get to expand your kingdom. Uh, we're just so honored that, that you've given us, it, it's such a responsibility and such a weight, but we're so, we're so glad that you've given it to us because it means so much. Uh, just want to ask that you continue to place your hand of safety um, over 
everyone, wait, it doesn't matter if they're traveling, you know, talking about the small stuff, if they're traveling or if, uh, if they've got family, if they've got health issues, just ask that you would continue to place your generosity, your safety, your health over everybody that's listening today, over their families, over their extended families, and that we as men, that we will continue to be your light, that we will continue to expand, that we will continue to reach out to each other and support each other, that it's so important to have those guy relationships just to lean on each other. Just want to thank you one more time for this awesome podcast that these guys are putting together and that we get to share. And uh, just ask that you would help us all as we leave this place and that we are going to make it an amazing day. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Well, till next week, Strikers, we'll see you then. Or hear you then. Or you'll hear us then. You'll hear us. One of those things. One of those. <laughs> yeah, have a good one.